guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So we get to conclude this week of the Come Follow Me by studying Revelation 4 and 5. And there's some cool things in these chapters. I remember having someone teach me this one time, and it's scriptural numerology, numbers in the scriptures. It's not life-changing, but it's kind of cool. I don't think it's going to make you more righteous, but I think what it's going to do is just going to be like, oh, that's cool, as you go through and see some of these things. And again, a lot of this is up to the interpretation of others, and it depends on who you read. But these are some of the most probably unified ways to be able to look at these numbers. Number one is usually Godhead, unity, holiness. Two, witnesses. Number three, presidency or order. Number four, mankind and mortality. Now I'm not going to go through every single number. I'm going to hit ones maybe that you'll see in Revelation a lot. Numbers five and ten often talk about physical completeness. Number six, imperfection. Number seven, which you will see all the time, spiritual completeness or being whole. The number twelve, priesthood or government. Number twenty-four, heavenly government. The number forty, you see this a lot in the Old Testament, preparation. And then seven, 70 is perfect completeness. You're taking that physical completeness and that spiritual completeness and putting it all together. Again, not life-altering, but just some things that are just kind of like, okay, that's cool. Because with that in mind, we're going to go to chapter 4 of Revelation. Now, chapter 4 in Revelation brings in a lot of just cool things. Like, for example, you go into Revelation chapter 4, verse 6, and you see this. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne, I saw four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Verse 7, the first beast was like a lion, the second beast like a calf, the third beast like had the face of a man, and the fourth beast as a flying eagle. And the four beasts had with each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when these beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever. Verse number 10, four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their thrones before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Awesome verses, little bit hard to understand, and especially if you take them literally. I've seen people try to do like literal pictures of like angels from the Old Testament, and they're just freaky looking things. There's a lot of symbolism here. One of the cool things about this is you go over to Doctrine and Covenants section 77. Now, I think it's just funny. That's just me. I think it's funny. The understanding of the book of Revelation happens to come in a section of the Doctrine and Covenants that is 77. Coincidence? Maybe a big one. I don't know, but it's kind of funny. Now, section 77 of the Doctrine and Covenants, the section heading says, Revelation given to Joseph Smith the prophet at Hiram, Ohio, about March of 1832. Joseph's history states, in connection with the translation of the scriptures, I received the following explanation of the revelation of St. John. Now, it's kind of cool. If you were to go all the way through section 77 of the Doctrine and Covenants, it hits a lot on the chapter that we just read in chapter 4 right there. For example, now I love this question and answer format too in section 77. It really lets you know this concept of ask and you shall receive. Here's Joseph asking and he's like, okay, I got a question. And the Lord's like, I got an answer. What is the sea of glass spoken of by John, fourth chapter and sixth verse in Revelation? Very simply put, answer, it is the earth and its sanctified, immortal and eternal state. Verse number two, question, what are we to understand by the four beasts spoken of in this same verse? Answer, they are figurative 
expressions. Please keep that in mind as you're studying the majority of Revelation. Used by the Revelator John in describing heaven, the paradise of God, and the happiness of man, and of beasts, and of creeping things, and all the fowls of the air. That which is spiritual, being in the likeness of that which is temporal, and that which is temporal in the likeness of that which is spiritual. The spirit of man in the likeness of his person, and also the spirit of beast, and every other creature which God has created. And then verse number three, again, we're not going to go through all these, but you'll get the idea, and you can use this in your own personal study. Are the four beasts limited to individual beasts, or do they represent classes or orders? Answer, they are limited to four individual beasts, which are shown to John to represent the glory of the classes of beings in their destined order or sphere of creation in the enjoyment of their eternal felicity. Again, all of this is about just how to help people be a little bit more happy. Verse 4, what are we to understand by the eyes and wings which the beast had? Answer, their eyes are representative of light and knowledge. That is, they are full of knowledge and their wings are a representation of power to move and to act and so forth. So you can go through section 77. That's just one example of just how to understand. Using scripture to testify of scripture is very cool. Now, in the come follow me for this week. One of the things it says about Revelation chapter 5, which is a cool element because it's going to get you set up for what we're going to study for the next week. What do you learn about Heavenly Father from Revelation 4 and about Jesus Christ from Revelation chapter 5? Consider what it must have been like when we all realized that Jesus Christ, the Lamb, would make Heavenly Father's plan possible. Now that goes back to what we talked about on Monday with, look, if you can just outline the plan of salvation, you can see it all through the book of Revelation. Meaning the Savior could open up the book and loose the seven seals, which will be a great focus of what we study next week. Why could Jesus Christ alone do this? How can you show your faith in him as your savior? So I love what's being taught here and I love how John the Revelator is trying to help us understand how to focus on Jesus Christ more in our lives, how to make him a part of our lives, how to correct that which needs to be corrected, how to focus on the goodness and the things that we're doing and the promises that can be given to us as we overcome the world and focus on the savior. I love these chapters. And if you keep that in mind, you are going to understand the rest of Revelation just fine. You can see why Joseph Smith said it's one of the plainest books. God will win. And as we focus on him and Jesus Christ, we will too. I know that's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.